everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman, and this is your look at the astrology of October 10th through 16th, 2022. So sorry about starting a little bit late. Um, sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle bus to get back uh, to get here on time. But thank you all for waiting and being patient. I know some of you like to watch live, whether it's here in the US with me or some of you are actually half across the world in Australia or New Zealand, for example. But as always, let me know where you're watching from. It's just fun to say hi and to check in and to see how we're all doing with the astrology. Yeah, we just came off of an Aries full moon. So this is a full moon that's really dynamic. It's the energies of Mars, it's the energies of Aries, the first sign of the Zodiac, which is about power, new beginnings, fresh starts. This full moon made something called a conjunction to Chiron. So it's not your average, uh, it's not your average Aries full moon and, and also Mars square Neptune, which we're going to have exact this week. So it's like we want to move forward. We want to take action. Maybe that's why I'm kind of struggling a little bit today. But we have to sort of look at a deeper emotional pain point or even a spiritual pain point. Sometimes uh, these these full moons, new moons, are not so straightforward. They they pick up on something deeper for us to witness, to work through, and to understand how maybe in the case of Chiron, something that we're feeling isn't necessarily unique or individual as so much as it is collective. For example. Um, but yeah, again, let me know how you're doing. Um, just to reintroduce myself, my name is Katie Sweetman, and I'm an astrologer and psychic medium here in the New York City area. And every week we gather live to talk about the astrology. What's going on this week? What's How is this week part of a bigger story, which it is? And what can we do with it? Because something that I say sort of over and over again, the astrology is 50%. You are the other 50%, which means your energy, your awareness, your self-awareness, your consciousness meets up with this energy, the energy of time, metaphor time. There's certain things that are very predictable. It's the sense of uh, the seasons and the structure of time, but the part that's unpredictable is, is us. And that's how each and every one of us lives time a little bit differently. So sometimes the difficult astrology is the places that we have some of the biggest growth and transformations and awareness so yeah i'm also a psychic medium so that sense of energy and sort of looking into the subtle and sort of looking into the aspects of your soul that's another element in which i bring into my work and i know that some of you on the live chat are my clients and sometimes you'll show up to my one-on-one -on -one sessions like i feel like i know you i'm like i know it's kind of funny that way um but yeah the, you know we, we just had this aries full moon mars the energy of mars action power drive desire mars runs up to a square with neptune this week so Neptune, like Pluto, like Uranus, the Earth, these are the three evolutionary planets. I'm sure as time goes on, we'll have more. We have to integrate them in the collective consciousness. So the, the newer discoveries in astrology, for example. But these are the three evolutionary planets. And Neptune does its work a little bit differently than Pluto and Uranus. Not only does it dissolve the boundaries between this world and the next world, so we can't drive forward with Neptune like we would normally do. 
Neptune can bring a very spiritual dimension. Sometimes like, oh, very spiritual. But sometimes it's really hard for us to reconcile the wants and desires of our ego with something greater than ourselves. And that's where Neptune comes in. Sometimes like, when I talk about Neptune, it's like I get a lot of unsubscribes. I, I, don't, I don't create the astrology. I just report it. Yeah, you know, Neptune's kind of a hard planet for us to really grasp. Um, you know, it... it the sense that there is something beyond ourselves, beyond this physical plane, um, the, the sense that we exist more non-physical than we do physical, and that there might be things that are bigger than us. As much as, as, much as the astrology is 50%, you're the other 50%, sometimes that 50% outside of us is really pushing hard for something to happen. How do we surrender? How do we let go? Neptune. And whenever Neptune shows up, we're doing our spiritual work and that's where things can get a little bit complicated and messy but at the same time can get very beautiful there can be a catharsis there can be a transformation another thing to mention and i believe that i mentioned this last week uh, we are really in eclipse season right now so just a recap for those who have no idea what i'm talking about Every six months, we have typically a pair of eclipses. This will be your new moon, solar eclipse, your full moon, a lunar eclipse. Sometimes the, 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 it's three, um, usually you know, two full moons and, and one solar eclipse, for example. In this case, it's two. Um, and since January 15th, I believe, or, or the 19th, it's around the middle of January, the lunar nodes, lunar nodes are not actual physical bodies. They are points in the sky that make eclipses happen. And the lunar nodes, they went into Taurus, North Node in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio, which tells us that the eclipses, as of earlier this year, although we had a preview in 2021, are in Taurus and Scorpio. If you are a Taurus or a Scorpio, go back and you know the last time we had eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, 2013, 2014, I think maybe even one at the end of 2012. I'd have to go back and look. But eclipses like astrology, it's cyclical. That's the sort of the beauty about astrology is that everything happens in a circle. And it keeps going around and it keeps going around. If we miss our chance, we can come back again. And sometimes it takes a while to come back. You know, a planet like Saturn takes 29 years to go around the sun. So, you know, we have these eclipses. And when I sit down, and I think I've said this in previous, uh, uh, previous videos, um, when I sit down and I look at the astrology for the year, I look at the eclipses, where are the lunar nodes, where Saturn, and what are sort of the bigger drivers for the year? So in 2022, it's a narrative shift from 2021 where the eclipses were in Gemini and Sagittarius. But in Taurus and Scorpio, these are two fixed signs. The fixed signs in astrology talk about the things that we need to remain fixed and reliable. So in the case of Taurus, it's a resource. We need to make sure we, we have ample resource, whether it's money or material stability, material security, food in the kitchen, a set of work. Um, you know, we unfortunately live in a world where we need these things. Um, but that sense of Taurus in that very rudimentary earth, earthly way. We need fertility. We need pleasure. Life's not really worth living without a sense of pleasure. So we have this energy of Taurus coming in. Scorpio. Scorpio is the other side of the zodiac from Taurus. 
The Taurus is the first blooms of May, even April. Then Scorpio is the reminder that all things decay and die. As sort of blunt as that sounds, if you're here in the Northeast, like I am in the United States, what's happening, the leaves are turning colors. They are decaying. It's the end of the, the, the season. It's the end of the life cycle. Culturally, we mark this time, Day of the Dead, Halloween. The sense of the veil is thinner. And so there is this very powerful axis of life and death with Taurus and Scorpio. And Scorpio talks about the this sort of emotional alchemy that needs to happen in order for us to transform intimacy, vulnerability. To, it gives weight. It gives connection to relationships. Libra, we're in Libra season right now. So here we are. Um, we had a full moon just yesterday, October uh, 9th. And it means that we are two weeks away from a solar eclipse in Scorpio on October 25th. This uh, full, uh, full moon, this uh, solar eclipse is going to be at two degrees of Scorpio. If your birthday is October 25th, plus or minus a few days, um, it's going to be a powerful new year for you. But here we are, two weeks, and even a month, you know, a month ago when it was the end of September and the moon was in Scorpio, we start to have these moments where we can check in with the energy. And sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, the eclipse story or the event happens a month before. Sometimes it happens around the eclipse. Sometimes it happens a month after the eclipse. Sometimes, because time is funny like this, we get that midpoint. Of the eclipses which you know in the case of the last midpoint was august that's why i kept saying pay attention to august 2022 it's sort of a big month for a lot of people pay attention to february 2022 that was the last sort of midpoint of the eclipse it's going to be a big month for a lot of people so here we are I keep saying that two weeks away from the solar eclipse and maybe you're feeling a sense that something is changing sort of the great mechanism of time is uh, shifting and moving like i said eclipses happen every six months so they're not you know like a rare event but they mark these different passages both personal both collective this like i said since last year the narrative began began to shift we had a lunar eclipse in uh, taurus on november 19th of 2021 we had a solar eclipse and uh Taurus on April 30th, and we had a lunar eclipse in, in Scorpio on May 16th. And so these dates and sort of these intermediary dates have been building up to October and November of 2022. And so the thing about these eclipses that I think are a bit different than the last round is that it really activates the energies of Saturn square Uranus, which is something that we had last year. Saturn square Uranus is sort of pushing and pulling at the shape of our life in a way that kind of like a storm. I mean, this is a little bit of a, you know, I'm not trying to make it a little bit more dramatic than it is, but that sense that something is creaking and moving and swaying and maybe something has to shift in order for something else to come in. And that's why in 2021, we had one foot and a new life, one foot and an old life. And so one foot and a new life, one foot and an old life as we go into you know, these eclipses on October 25th and November 8th. So it means different things for different people, but I think these eclipses, uh, in addition to Saturn square Uranus, it activates the energies of Uranus and Taurus, 
which uh, you Uranus went into Taurus on May 15th, 2018, uh, March 6th, 2019. And that's kind of commenced this six, seven year period of reinventing our relationship with Taurus, not part of your life. I mean, I'm not a betting person, not only, not only about money, but that part of your life, even if in subtle ways, is very different than it was in 2018, 2019. So we're getting a revisit of that energy. My Tauruses, Leos, Scorpio, and Aquariuses, you are going to feel this the most, especially if you have uh, rising angles, uh, moons, and other major planets like a chart ruler um, in, in, in fixed signs. So go back and look at August, end of, end of July, August, uh, end of April, May, Go back to February, go back to November of last year, and maybe, hopefully, you start to see a thread. That's the, the beauty of astrology, is that it makes more sense in hindsight. So go back and find that thread. And um, this week, you know, uh, maybe it's a good time to transition. Oh, I should mention before I forget, um, I'm going to be doing a webinar on the eclipses of October and November 2022. I do an eclipse webinar every six months, so this one's no different. But what's different is the content. And we're gonna go deeper into what this season means and sort of these bigger you know, points that I've been sort of giving you a little bit of taste of um, and what it means for your sign, especially if you are a fixed sign and how do you navigate this time? What, what are eclipses? Why, why are they so powerful? Why are they so important? But more importantly, and this is the thing about eclipses, that they mark the, the milestones of your life. Eclipses can you know, herald the birth of a child, a marriage, a move, a career change, a new beginning. So despite the reputation for sort of the twists and turns of fate, they can, you know, this is what I, when I as an astrologer, when I sit down and look at somebody's chart, where is these sort of larger energies activating? Is it activating family? Is it activating career? Is it activating relationships, for example? So the link to my webinar is in the show notes. Um, you can also go to my website, empoweringastrology.com, in the events tab. That's another way to get to it. And please register. Uh, the webinar is going to be on Saturday, October 22nd at 12 p.m. Eastern. Even if you can't um, watch the webinar live, which will be about two hours, you can still sign up to get the replay video. So yeah, let's look at the astrology of October 10th through 16th, 2022. So we're in the second half of Libra season and we just had this Aries full moon. So as we start the week, it's a bit of a dynamic start to the week. We've got this Aries energy. Aries demands action, drive, power. Mars is in Gemini. We need to make some decisions. We need to weigh our options. We need to see things from a different perspective. Mars is trying Saturn. We're trying to make some, you know, maybe mature decisions, some serious decisions, sort of anchor something in in our life. But like I said in the introduction, there's a lot of Chiron in the sky right now, whether it's, it's you know, the full moon opposite RR making conjunction to Chiron. We had the Sun opposite Chiron last week. We have Venus opposite Chiron today, um, October 10th of 2022. And so Chiron, it's like there's a subtext, and that's something that isn't always obvious. And that's my dog. And so we all have we all have Chiron somewhere in our astrology, and wherever it is, and, and 
probably a good majority of you have it in Aries, uh, Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. And maybe even if you're younger, uh, the other signs, if you're older, typically you're going to have it in Pisces, Pisces, and maybe some Aquarius, uh, Chiron and Aquarius people watching. But wherever Chiron is in your astrology, that point of your chart demands some healing. It's like there's a, a knot in your, in the fabric of your life. If it's Chiron and Taurus, maybe that knot is around self-worth and value. And maybe this is a week where your value and your worth is being activated. And it's sort of that deeper scar tissue pain point, Chiron and Gemini pain points around boys. But for those who are born with Chiron and Aries, 1968 to 1977, the pain point is around courage and bravery, taking action, standing up for yourself, going after what you want. Um, maybe even growing up in a household where there's something about anger and being able to express your anger or maybe the household was angry or a parent was angry. And sometimes we have to, well, not sometimes, we, we do, we have to work to heal this because it can sort of be like a knot around our lives. So that's for people who have Chiron and Aries, but even if you don't have Chiron and Aries, we're still feeling that energy this week about we, we maybe the times we don't have confidence around going after what we want or standing up on our own two feet or leading and taking action and sort of we do something but it doesn't feel fully there it's like oh we second guess ourselves so that's why i say pay attention to you know like the the, the subtext to the sort of the airy stuff that's happening this week drive power motivation action leadership bravery courage you know what's undercutting it there is a personal experience with chiron and there's a collective experience with chiron you're not the first person in the world who chickened out, didn't go after what they wanted, maybe didn't have the confidence or the drive or motivation to go after what you want. We're human beings. But the, every time we show other people what's possible, the more that helps us heal ourselves. That's why the Chiron has this reputation for healing. We have to take the things that have made us suffer the most and use it like medicine to help other people. So we have Venus opposite Chiron. Uh, Venus is the planet of relationship. It's money, value, material, stability, and security. It's also relationship, connection, balance, harmony, grace, charm. Venus opposite Chiron. This is, you know, a Venus that doesn't feel necessarily desirable or beautiful or has enough or has enough money or isn't of value or worth doesn't mean that this is a reality, but it's a certainly it can feel real if you're running up against some scar tissue. So see where value and worth is coming up in relationships this week, and especially as we come off the full moon. Um, also happening in Libra, Mercury goes into Libra. And so if you may remember, Mercury turned retrograde, I think it was in early, it was like September 10th. September of, I can't remember, but Venus, not Venus, Mercury did its retrograde back through Libra, then it went back to Virgo, then it turned direct, and now it's returned back to Libra. So Mercury is the voice of the chart, the, the planet of communication, ideas, information, 
critical thinking and analysis, but also choice. Venus and Libra, not Venus, I keep saying Venus. Murder, my brain's in retrograde. Mercury in Libra is about the, our voice. It's about having diplomacy, a sense of charm and grace with how we communicate. You know, sort of that nice, comforting word. Um, there's a sense of sweetness with Libra. I don't, you know, don't mean that cloying sweetness, but Libra is sugar after all. It's like, how do we put in a sweet word? How do we diffuse a situation? How do we say the right thing? How do we be diplomatic? Um, so this is a sense that Venus is returning, Venus, Jesus, um, Mercury is returning back to Libra. So we're, we're going back to where we were in the beginning of September. Also happening this week on October 11th, Sun in Libra uh, makes a trine to Saturn in Aquarius. So Saturn's been in Aquarius since the end of 2020, and Saturn is at home in Aquarius. And this is why there's been a lot of uh, work um, on systems and networks and community and connection and closeness, distance over the past uh, three years. Aquarius is an air sign. Libra is an air sign. That's why it's a trine. So the sun is sort of the power and the light of the sky. It's sort of uh, that sense of individual and self and the ego. We sort of pick up that trying from Saturn this week. And so this is a week to make things concrete and real, to bring in that sense of inspiration, air, vision, air, connection, relationship, air, and make something more solid. And maybe it's working on a relationship, maybe it's partnering, maybe it's doing some networking. Saturn Aquarius loves networking. Uh, I think at the root of Saturn in Aquarius has been, or one of the roots of Saturn Aquarius has been our work with community and friendship. And as we get into um, Saturn's last stretch through Aquarius, it will go into it will go into Pisces on March 7th. By the way, for like a while, I've been saying March 4th because I read that somewhere and it got in my mind. And then I was looking up, when does Saturn go into Pisces March 7th? That's news to me. So yeah, March 7th, Saturn goes into Pisces. Hasn't been in Pisces since 1994, five, and six so that's been been a while but um yeah as we start to get to that last stretch of saturn and aquarius like what have we learned this is going to be a conversation that we're all going to have once saturn turns direct on october 23rd so we got some got some time and then mars square neptune on wednesday october 12th so this is a little bit of the the this this the marquee event for this week um mars especially as the ruler of the recent full moon, the sort of the story that gets dragged out throughout the week, Mars typically wants to take action, wants to be empowered, wants to lead. There's good side Mars. There's also Mars of war and aggression and anger. But Mars is making a square to Neptune. And when we have these Neptune aspects, we have to reconcile our wants and our desires with the wants and desires of the divine, creation, whatever you want to call it. There's something outside of us. I guess everybody has to believe what they want to believe. And that's where there can be a bit of a friction this week. And sometimes we can get in victim mode with Neptune. Oh, I want this. Why is it not happening to me? Woe is me. But Neptune says we have to let go. We have to surrender. And things don't always happen because we want them or on our timeline. 
physical figure. So how do we take the energy of Mars, action, drive, power, motivation, and put it to, to greater use? Maybe it's spiritual use, using, you know, something, not doing something selfishly, for example, being of service, helping people out, um, working on these deeper reflections about Neptune, about how we use our power and how our power affects other people, Mars or Neptune. So Neptune's been in Pisces since 2012. That's a long time. Neptune spends 14 years in a sign. Neptune's, believe it or not, after all these years, starting to wrap up its time in Pisces. So Pisces is the sign of endings. I mean this because Pisces is the last sign in the zodiac. It forms the bridge between our physical world, our physical plane, and our non-physical plane. So we have to really rectify, you know, sort of our human desires and our human passions and wants. In the case of Gemini, the, the ideas we have, the, the, the conversations we have, the things that we go after, the things that we choose, and how do we rectify that, that friction between something that's greater than us and sort of bringing a sense of deeper consciousness, compassion with how we make choices in life. Um, lastly, Venus comes up to a trine to Saturn. So Venus is in Libra. Hey, I got that right. I keep saying Venus is making a trine to Saturn this week. So typically, by the way, Saturn loves relationships. And I'm just saying this because sometimes people freak out when Saturn gets involved in their, you know, I got Saturn the seventh. I'm never going to have a relationship. Wrong. Saturn loves relationships. Saturn's exalted in Libra. It is accidentally dignified in the seventh house. So Saturn says relationships, of course, are a lesson and a work, but we need relationships. We need other people. And so this is a week to rely upon other people, to forge connection and relationship, to put our lives back into balance and harmony, which is Libra season. Libra teaches us that life's, life needs balance. And without balance, things get a little crazy and things can't grow and flourish because they're not in balance. This is why uh, Saturn is in its detriment in Aries. Saturn in Aries <laughs> reminds us that we're not always supposed to do things alone. Um, I, there was this, um, uh, you know, like Ikea instructions that are in bad English. This was 20 years ago. I remember I was putting together a coffee table and I have this really bad habit of saying, I got this. I don't need anybody. And the instruction said it is advisory to be two people, meaning don't do this alone. I remember even in 2020, I put together a West Elm bed and that, that nearly broke me um, physically, spiritually. It was just like, I can't like keep trying to put things together alone. So this is a week where it's advisory to be two people, Mars and Gemini. Um, but anyway, so that is your look at the astrology of this week. Let's take a look at the individual astrology read listen read listen for your sun sign and your rising sign if you know your rising sign these these two signs sometimes they are the same sign if you're born at sunrise but these two signs these are the main drivers of time and manifestation in your life some people like to listen to the for the moon if you get great information from listening for your moon fantastic but the moon will rule something very different in your chart, my chart, your chart. 
it talks about your emotional state. So this is more, you would look, look at more through the lens of how you're feeling as opposed to how things are necessarily manifesting in your life, which is more um, looking at these two, two signs, sun and rising. So let's look at the astrology of this week, October 10th through 16th. 2022 for there we go for Aries Aries so we just had a full moon in your sign so you're in the spotlight but it hit a pain point so maybe every Aries is feeling this a little bit differently you know that time or those times where you start to get really agitated and irritated about something and it's like why are you agitated? It's because it's, it's because it's something else, something deeper, psychological, emotional material. Sometimes you just need to eat something, but in this case, maybe you're feeling a little bit off or a little bit angry or a little bit emotional because something's happening that's actually not about what you're true, think that you're angry about. So this is a week for you to really examine Aries. What are you feeling? What, what is it really connected to? If you were truly honest with yourself, Mars is in Gemini. Gemini is your third sign. So this is a time for you to see things differently, to weigh your options. By the way, Aries, you're coming up to Mars retrograde. Mars is going to turn retrograde on October 30th. Not, retrogrades aren't bad. It's just more of a receptive, reflective time than it is active. You are a sign that's typically used to being active, and sometimes that can come across as impatience. So especially as Mars for Neptune this week, how do you learn to surrender, to let go, to make peace, Neptune, with the things that you don't have control over? To make peace with the fact that maybe certain things in your life are happening on their own time, not because you want it and not because you're pushing really hard to make it happen. You do have, you know, it is Libra season. Libra is your relationship sign, so it continues to be a season for you to focus on other people in your life. Mercury joins the Sun and Venus and Libra, so that area of your life is going to get a bit active over the uh, over the next couple of weeks. And with Mars and Gemini, there's sort of this energy that's being you know directed to the third and the seventh. So it's probably going to be a very social time, very chatty time, um, and a time to connect with other people. Taurus. We are two weeks away from a solar eclipse. Do we have to talk um, more than ever? It's this solar eclipse is going to happen in your seventh sign of relationships. So even having um, uh, you've been having eclipses in your sign of relationships since last year, November of 2021. But this is the first solar eclipse, and solar eclipse talk about new beginnings. And this is going to mean different things for different Tauruses. It's not not a bad thing, but it's saying that it's life is turning a page in relationships for you. Mars, the ruler of the solar eclipse, is in your second sign of money and income, value and worth, material stability and security. So maybe this new phase is around value and worth in relationships or stability and security in relationships. And maybe uh, the money that you share with a partner or, or how money comes in through other people. But nevertheless, um, you know, Taurus, maybe you're feeling a sense that life is about to take turn again. Last time you had eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio apart from this year and November of last year was 2012. 
2013. So it's worth going back and, and reflecting on those times. And, and even in, um, gosh, uh, 20, end of 2012, 2013, 2014, and parts of 2015, it's Saturn in your seventh, uh, seventh sign of relationships. Those might be different threads in time that connect now. That said, Venus, your planet, is in Libra. You know, Libra is your sixth sign. So you know, work, health, um, projects, getting things done, getting things prepared. Um, but you know, it's that lunar eclipse on November 8th that puts you in the spotlight. And also the energies of Uranus and Taurus, which has been in your sign since 2018, 2019. So this is, you're coming up on a season of reinvention. And sometimes that's the hardest thing for a Taurus because they're so, you know, they really want to keep things the same. And all I can say, Taurus, is to work with this energy, give it a place to, to manifest positively. If there's something that you, you really have been holding on to, use this energy to, to finally let go, to transform something. Because it's the you know, evolutionary planets, they, 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 they get their work in some way. But, um, Sure, we'll have more to talk about um, as we get deeper into eclipse season. Gemini. So Gemini, we just had an Aries full moon. And this full moon lit up your, what's called your 11th sign of friends and community. But it also took Mars, your, you know, and, and, which is in Gemini right now. So there was this link between you and friends and community and maybe this has been about leading, leading with friends or leading with your community or a sense of individuality, but there's a lot of push and pull between you and other people right now. This full moon also talks about, or talked, because I should say it was yesterday, talked about the future, sort of the vision of where you're taking your life and how you, Gemini, Mars and Gemini right now, which direction you're, you're taking your life in right now. And I will say Mars is spending you know, a whole seven months in Gemini. I won't leave until uh, March 25th of 2023, and especially with the Mars retrograde coming up on October 30th. The sense of where are you taking your life, sort of the direction, the choices that you're making, um, and, and, you know, as you go into November, December, and January, needing to either recalibrate or to see things from a different perspective. That said, Mercury is your planet and it left Virgo, the sign of home and family, and it went into your fifth. So it joins the sun and Venus. This is a time for beauty, pleasure, romance, identity, the self, self-expression, creativity, if I didn't say that already. So really enjoy life and enjoy the beauty of life, uh, connection, connection with others, and even like the, the romance of life. Um, but with Mars and, and Neptune, and Neptune's in your 10th, it's been your 10th since 2012, there is this deeper theme about needing to surrender, maybe, you know, because you do have Mars and Gemini, surrender your, how do I put this? With Mars and Gemini, you really want to be in, in the driver's seat of life right now. But Neptune is saying, are you sure? Are you going the right direction? Is it really about what you want? How do you make peace with the things that are bigger than you? And how do you make peace with maybe it's not always on your time and what you want and wanting it now? Maybe it needs to happen when it needs to happen. Cancer. <laughs> Cancer. Um, 
Aries is your career sign. So you're coming off of this full moon and going into a week that really put the spotlight on your professional life. This means different things for different cancers and maybe you know this was a time to make a job change or get recognized for something that you're doing professionally or even out in the world. And this is a full moon and also highlighted duties and responsibilities. But the thing is, is that Mars is in your 12th and it will be in your 12th for a while. And sometimes when Mars is in the 12th, we're a little bit tired. We need to rest, we need to recuperate. And especially with Mars picking up on the square to Neptune this week, how do you align your life, your ambitions, your professional life, your your the role that you play in the world with Neptune? And Neptune sort of talks about these deeper existential questions that you may be asking yourself right now cancer what does it all mean do i need do i really need the title do i need the corner office do i need these worldly trappings i can't take it with me do i want or or even more importantly are these things in alignment with my highest good what i actually truly want versus perhaps maybe something different maybe even what my soul wants so that's something that's happening this week, you know, especially as you go into eclipse season, we're sort of preparing for this time that's putting the spotlight on how you express who you are in your relationship with the world. Um, Leo, so as I was saying for Taurus, we're two weeks from a eclipse. And so this solar eclipse, uh, Leo, is happening in your fourth. So what is the fourth? The fourth in your astrological chart, your astrological wheel represents the base. It's home, it's family, it's roots, it's the past, memories, it's that sense of deeper emotional core and connection. On a very surface level, it's your household, people, you know, with the solar eclipse coming for your fourth, people are moving in, people are moving out. There could be a change in residency and a time when family there's some sort of story that's happening with family and also time of new beginnings. Uh, eclipses sort of open up this six month chapter. And so I'm putting that on your radar, Leo, because eclipses, they're the big pivot points. And I would just ask you to go back and look at April and May with the last eclipse season and even November of last year with the last eclipse season. You know, that said, um, Mars, which is your planet of home, and family right now it's in Gemini and Gemini is your 11th sign about friends and community and so there's this deeper story about your you know sense of connection with friends and even deeper emotional connection with friends like who do I trust who are my friends am I safe Mars is square Neptune and where's Neptune where's Pisces Neptune is in um, I gotta do some quick astrology math um, whatever, we'll, we'll get back to it, it'll come. Oh, eighth, so there's this tension that's happening about these sort of deeper motivations and desires, maybe what you want, intimacy, vulnerability, vulnerability and sometimes the mess, messy emotions that can come up between friends and community or for family, and, and again, do you feel safe? And so maybe these sort of deeper emotional pain points are spilling out into your week. But that said, Leo, it's a time when you're getting ready for a new season, a new time um, with family and home. And even as you get into November with that lunar eclipse in November 8th, 
It's about a change in your professional life and a change in your direction. Um, Virgo. Virgo. So Mercury is your planet and Mercury left Virgo. It was there for a few weeks as it completed its retrograde. It did kind of some awkward pivots with Neptune and now it's back into Libra. So Libra for you is your second sign of money and income and Mercury joins the Sun and it joins Venus and Libra. So this is a, a time for you to really focus on your material life and that means different things to different people of course but we're human beings we need shelter we need food we need to make sure we have some sense of whether it's monetary resource or physical resource to make sure that we can take care of our physical lives and so Libra season is saying to you what do you need what do you need in order to feel stable rooted and grounded um, physically um, do you need a new home do you need change your living environment do you need to make more money do you need to look at your deeper sense of value and currency in your life but libra typically likes nice things maybe you like nice things too virgo um i believe uh mercury is going to be in libra for another uh few weeks until it goes into scorpio i believe it's later this month um that said Mars is in Gemini and Gemini is your career sign and Mars isn't going to leave your career sign until March 25th of 2023. That's a very long time. So I want you Virgo to go back and, and look at Mars's arrival in Gemini on August 20th and what's the story that's unfolding. Now typically when Mars gets into the 10th we have a lot of drive, we have a lot of power, we have ambition, we want to go after what we want professionally. It's also a time when your professional life is very active. So maybe with Mars saying, hey, let's go after what we want, let's lead, let's be the driver of our professional life or our worldly life, but here comes Neptune. And so Neptune for you is in the sign of relationships. So there's something about having to negotiate and navigate something about relationships. Now this is you know, it means different things to different Virgos. This could mean that you and a partner need to make sure you're on the same page about where you're going in life or sort of even the duties and responsibilities we have to the people that we love or we have to another person in our life. And, and how do we sort of, you know, that's the thing about Neptune. It can talk about the things that as humans, we don't have control over. And maybe there's a lot of deeper emotions that are coming up this week, especially just off that Aries full moon with Chiron and Aries in your eighth. So there's these deeper questions about value and worth and trust and intimacy and money and security and power and control. And how do you reconcile what you want and perhaps maybe what somebody else wants? <coughs> Excuse me. Scorpio. So Scorpio, we are two weeks away from a solar eclipse in Scorpio. So this is a time of new beginnings in your life. And you're sort of in that, <coughs> excuse me, twilight of uh, new beginnings in your life. Libra season for you is when it's time to rest. It's time to recuperate. It's time to go within. And it, you can't really push too hard right now. I guess I have a tickle. <coughs> in my throat sorry sorry Scorpio so you can't push too hard right now and especially with Mars square Neptune 
so this is the thing about you know the with scorpio right now especially with the south node in scorpio there is a sense of there's a lot of life that's out of your control right now with the full moon in november in your relationship sign this is about new things coming no you didn't did i miss libra did i skip over libra i skipped over libra i'll come back to libra after scorpio sorry i got the little tickle on my throat thanks for reminding me i have i must have a blind spot about libra right now um <coughs> so scorpio this is a time when you have to surrender and let go and that's the thing about a scorpio is that it really wants to have its hand on the wheel but that's the hard thing about this astrology right now is that it doesn't have control this is about new people coming into your life new people and new situations coming into your life that actually might be very different than before so this is a time to rest and recuperate and to reconcile you mars what you want your deepest desires and emotions but also these deep feelings that are coming up with neptune and neptune is in pisces and pisces is what your fifth and the fifth is about self-expression identity and maybe who you thought you are is not who you really are and that's the thing and sometimes we construct who we think we are based on are the situations that happen to enter in our lives or what the expectations of other people are it's a little bit of a hard energy that is around you right now and even a hard energy of what you're going into so take care scorpio really take care of your deeper emotional body right now mars is in your eighth it's going to be in your eighth until uh march 25th of 2023 so it's not um kind of in your timeline right now sorry about <coughs> skipping over skipping over libra um yeah i need to figure out what my what my blind spot with libra libra's my 12th so you know as a in the, in the solar signs because I'm a Scorpio so Libra <laughs> sorry about that it's still your birthday season yeah the the spotlight is still on you Libra and especially with Venus and your sign you've returned back home to yourself so with Mercury going into Libra this week today October 10th it sort of puts all this energy and emphasis on you and maybe you have more to say you feel more social you want to connect you want to interact with people you just had that full moon in Aries, which is your relationship sign. So it's a bit of a dynamic time, but that full moon put the spotlight on Chiron. And look at what's coming up with relationships right now, because there's a deeper subtext. That's the thing about Chiron. It's not about what's happening on the surface level. It's about what it's bringing up on a deeper level. So this is a time where with Mars, your relationship planet it's in Gemini Gemini is your ninth sign maybe you and a partner or you and somebody else have to come on the same page about what you believe and what you stand for what is truth and meaning what do you what are, you, what are your, what's your sense of faith faith in relationships faith in the world so that said it's still that very dynamic time a lot of movement a lot of socialization Mars is your relationship planet and it isn't a square with Neptune this week and sometimes we have to reconcile something in relationships whether it's seeing people as they really are accepting them as they are because that's the thing about relationships sometimes we see people as we want them to be and not as they truly are we try to like fix people sometimes we have to just accept who people are 
sometimes we need to heal and to let something go and to find compassion and to find forgiveness, especially if something from an old relationship is coming up this week. <coughs> um, not Scorpio, because we did Scorpio out of order. Um, Sagittarius, geez. Um, Sagittarius, so... Jupiter is your planet and it's been in Aries for the past uh, since May. And so this has been a time that's been really focusing you on these deeper points about self and individuality and self-expression. Um, Jupiter will go back into Pisces later this month and Pisces talks about home and family and in a way it's a revisit to uh, events from 2021 and the very beginning of 2022. Jupiter will spend only a few months in Pisces, uh, November and December, and by the end of December, it's back in, um, it's back into Aries. But that said, that's sort of that larger framework of time that you're working with right now. Then there's Mars. Mars has been in your relationship sign since August 20th, so it's about other people right now, and maybe it's even a little bit about romance and fun and, and sort of the romance of life and connecting and, and playfully connecting with other people. And Mars, sometimes when it's in the seventh sign, it's not a peaceful time. It's about people coming in and out, out of your life, having to navigate the needs of other people, negotiate, and sometimes even having these you know, little dust ups with people. Mars is going to be in your relationship sign until March of 2023. So really pay attention to these stories that have started to present themselves at the end of August and throughout September, because as Mars goes returns retrograde on October 30th, it's going to start to revisit these points. And like I said, Mars doesn't leave Gemini until March of 2023, and it'll be retrograde in Gemini until January 12th. <clears throat> well, we'll have more to talk about next week. That said, Mercury is one of your major planets. It's a relationship planet and it's also a career planet for you. So it wrapped up the story in your professional life and then it started to go back this week into Mercury and more into <laughs> Libra. Jeez, I'm sorry guys. Um, I'm in retrograde. So Mercury went into Libra and now it's about friends and community, socialization and connection, but also looking towards the future and weighing your options about the direction to go. With Mars and Gemini square, Neptune and Pisces, it's like you're having to navigate the needs of family and home versus your needs and how do you see, you know, how do you let go? How do you find compassion? How do you align yourself with something that is greater than yourself. Capricorn. Capricorn, Saturn is going to turn direct on October 23rd. We've got, what is that, a, a couple of weeks until that happens, but Saturn's your planet. So since June 4th, this has been a time to pull back, reflect, uh, go within, not necessarily push forward. It's not that things can't move forward in your life right now, but it's more of a receptive phase than an active phase. <clears throat> so Saturn is in your sign of money and income, and there's been this whole story, and I know I keep going back to it, about money and income investments and your relationship with money and the things that you spend money on. That said, 
just had an Aries full moon in your sign of home and family, so it really put the spotlight on your household, your living situation, <clears throat> and where you, you know, where where you call home and where you put down roots. That said, Mars is making a square to Neptune this week, and Neptune is in Gemini, and Gemini is your do 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 sixth sign. So with Neptune in your, wait, that's not right. Mars is in, Mars in your sixth sign. So this is with Mars in your sixth sign. This is so much about really taking care of your health, your wellness, your physical life. It's a bit busy right now. Maybe a lot of projects, a lot of work, a lot of movement, but Mars is making a square to Neptune and Neptune is in your third. And so there's this friction point that's happening between the things that you're going after, the things that you're doing in your life, and even how you're taking care of your body versus the choices. And that's the thing about Neptune in Pisces is that this long story, 10 years, about really doing a lot of deeper spiritual work about the choices that you make in life, how you use your voice, how you think and listen and learn, and maybe even opening up your intuitive voice. But that said, especially as the sun trines Saturn this week, the sun's in Libra. Libra is your sign of career. This is about things coming together, taking form and taking shape. Yeah, I did cancer earlier. Um, Aquarius. So Aquarius, you're a fixed sign. You're the last of the fixed signs. And I've sort of been putting the fixed signs on notice just because this is sort of this bigger, deeper shift that's happening as we go into the next round of eclipses. So Scorpio, for you, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself, the Scorpio new moon of, of October 25th, Scorpio is your career sign. So you're entering a time over the next six months that talks about new beginnings in your professional life. And that could be a change in job, that could be a change in your ambitions, this could be a new job, this could be a career change. We have more to talk about that later. But for you, Aquarius, uh, Libra season, is about travel, exploration, the search for truth and meaning, getting out into the world, seeing the world. And even if you can't physically travel, it's about opening up your horizons. And this is the thing about having Libra as your ninth sign. You have a strong sense of fairness and justice and equity. So all of these, you know, we have the sun is in Libra. We have Venus in Libra and Mercury leaves your eighth and it goes into Libra too. And maybe it's been a little bit of a heavier time for you, Aquarius. And so you need Libra season to put things into perspective, give you a sense of what makes sense, what, what's truth, what means something to you, what do you believe in after everything you've been through. And <clears throat> Aquarius, you probably have been through a lot in the past few years. But that said, you know, Sun uh, trying Saturn, Saturn is in your sign. So this is a week to sort of stabilize things, to get things organized and to prepare for the solar eclipse that is just two weeks away. Mars, which is your career planet, it's making something called a square to Neptune this week. So how do you make peace with the fact that maybe the direction that you thought your life was going to head in, or maybe the, the job you thought you were going to get, or the 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 deeper you know recognition that you thought you were going to have you know maybe that's not happening on your timetable or maybe it's not what is really best for you and that sometimes can bring up a lot of emotions and we have to reconcile that this week finally pisces 
hopefully I didn't miss any signs. Jeez. Um, but um, yeah, Pisces, my, my last sign. So Pisces, uh, Libra season for you is about your eighth. And so this is the time in your personal calendar where it's about going into the deepest parts of yourself and doing that deep work. And it's the deep work that we all have to do. When I talk about the eighth with people, what I say is imagine a life that's never tested. Would you grow? Of course not. So Libra is a season for growth, even though collectively it's a season about relationships. But for you, it's about intimacy, power, control, going to those deepest parts of yourselves so that you can transform. That said, um, you're coming off of an Aries full moon that was about um, money, income, material stability, material security. <coughs> Mars right now is in Gemini and Gemini is your fourth sign. So there's a lot of deep emotional material that's been coming up and with Mars squared Neptune, Neptune is in Pisces. You have to find the, you know, how do you take action and go after what you want? How do you get your needs met? And maybe Neptune is really trying to open up some deeper material material for you. I will sort of just put you, uh, put this on your, your radar, is that Jupiter is going to go back into Pisces um, later this month. And Jupiter is your planet. It's been in Aries since May 13th. So this has been about money and income, material stability, material security, spending, going back into Pisces later th this month to wrap up a story that began, I believe it was May-ish of 2021. Um, but that said, uh, Mercury, your relationship planet left, left Virgo, and it went into uh, Libra this week. And so it's sort of getting into this deeper emotional trust, power control pain points. Wow, we made it through all the 12 signs. And um, yeah, got, got a little bit of a of a cough that's happening. Um, I'm sure it's just energetic. But um, that is your look at the astrology of this week, uh, October 10th through 16th, 2022. And um, yeah, so we are, like I said at the beginning of the show, we are two weeks out from eclipse season. Honestly, we entered eclipse season at the beginning of October. So things are going to start to shift and move. Um, I'm going to be teaching a webinar, a two-hour webinar. I promise <coughs> whatever this cough is will not be present for this two-hour webinar. And um, that webinar is going to be on October 22nd um, and uh, at 12 p.m. Eastern. And you can still register to get the recording. So thank you all for, for hanging tight with me um, and reminding me that what two weeks no uh, two weeks ago I did I missed Libra jeez um and um yeah I gotta figure out what my blind spot is with Libra so anyway have a wonderful week take care be well and I will see you all next week bye